0: everybody to Stock Dirty to Me, the Wednesday edition, a very special edition here we have on the show. Welcome, welcome. So I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul. We have Tony, the stock bro, podcast legend himself, Lloyd Ross, money, millionaire, investor, and Dalt, the advisor over at Bunting Corp Capital, who will at some point fuzz into the screen. I don't know what's going on there. But we have a few things that we want to talk about today's show. We are going to start with Tony's favorite topic, Operation Phoenix, and the love he has for that. Before Tony jumps in, I want to get through the rest of our meeting points and then I'll let Tony take away Operation Phoenix. He's so excited to talk to you about that. Um, guys, we're gonna talk about Elon Musk versus Anonymous, what's going on there, and how that's gonna affect the market, could affect your crypto. And which leads us into a little uh little review from lloyd the uh Money Mentor, he's going to talk a bit about Bitcoin, a recent email blast that on me all this. Make sure you get on that. He's going to give us a little update on some of the craziness that Bitcoin has done in the past and will it be able to continue. Then we're going to do a manipulation coming out of Wall Street Bets. Dalton had some stuff to talk about that. So we're going to get that at the end. But first, let's go to Tony and Tony, what is this Operation Phoenix that you're so excited to bring up to the table?
1: Yeah, so if anybody wants to jump in and interrupt me at any time, please feel free. Um, I'd like to get Lloyd and uh, Dalt's take on this, and Phil, too, is, of course. So um, so Operation Phoenix. To me, I, I saw this article, and I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. As I was reading it, I was laughing. And, you know, I read it again, I laughed a little bit again, and I was like, all right, this this can't possibly be meaningful or really have anything to do with helping the people of Gambia this is just a publicity stunt so I looked into Gambia I couldn't point to it on a map I had no idea what Gambia was or where it was so I looked into it and sure enough Gambia is the 10th poorest country in the world it's in Africa it's the smallest non-island country in Africa and um Over 50% of the population does not have electricity, and less than 20% of the population has internet access. So, I don't know, I may not be understanding this correctly, but I believe you need electricity, internet, and a smartphone to buy and sell SafeMoon. And you're also going to need some knowledge on how to do that, because it's not the easiest thing to do. So I'm wondering if people that are struggling to survive and have no real infrastructure in their country, if their top priority is going to be to put some of their disposable income into SafeMoon, to do what with it, I don't know, because there would need to be some type of infrastructure for people to
0: have SafeMoon to make
1: transactions with it.
0: Well, isn't SafeMoon going to the moon?
1: Well, right now it's in Gambia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so from what the article said, it said that they're going to be setting up a shop in Gambia and they want to democratize. And the key words that a lot of people like to use are democratize finance, right? And they want to decentralize finance. But the thing is, it's all meaningless buzzwords. Because you're not going to def- decentralize or democratize anything in Gambia because they, their currency is almost worthless. And um, nobody's tra- trading Gambian dollars across the world. <laughs> it's only in Gambia.
0: So um, I'm they, not they sure don't how, seem to be a powerhouse in the financial world. So it makes sense.
1: So I'm not sure how adding a volatile currency <laughs> that's only been around for three months is going to help these people when they need food and water and infrastructure and many other things first. Unless, unless, Safe Moon is going to go in there and spend hundreds of millions of dollars and build roads, build houses, uh, distribute food and water, um, provide thousands, of, maybe tens of thousands of jobs. So I don't know, maybe they're going to start with that first and then work on teaching people what cryptocurrency even is and then go from there so i don't know what are your thoughts
0: um i'm i'm gonna turn it down to uh lloyd he was uh but it seemed to be biting on the chomp at some points uh (laughs) regarding this uh lloyd uh, what's your perspective on safe moon landing in gambia
2: (laughs) well you know it's it's they keep talking about it like it's a project like we have this safe moon project in gambia it's a project it's just a freaking they're bored this is bored these people are just bored and they got nothing to do like oh it's a, it's a project it's just gonna die it's like a bad hobby it's just I mean in the world of finance it's like a little speck on the radar of important things that we should probably be talking about like but I think most people get caught up in it because it's like what Tony said it's just hypey and buzzy like oh if we get on the safe moon rocket and it grows by eleven thousand percent, which I think it has uh yeah you know, it's, it's just it's a speculation and a gamble and there's gonna be a lot of people lose money um it's gonna do nothing for the people of gambia at all i don't think they even know that it's there like it, it it it's just going to be these folks from the from western world trying to jump in make quick money and then get out and a buddy of mine said yesterday he's a million he's a multi he said i can't wait for these fast money uh things to like go because people need to learn to go back to work again like it's it it, it, it I don't know it's just another example of hitting a top in the frothy market that we're in and as soon as rates rise everyone's going to get splattered and uh this type of stuff is going to disappear just like beanie babies i don't know if you know about the oh beanie, God, babies. No, beanie,
0: beanie.
1: you know who, who
2: has beanie babies anymore anyone i think they use them for roof insulation now it's the only thing that they're useful for but when the coins disappear they'll be useful for zero so it'll just be another beanie baby situation i'm just waiting for it to be finished this is just a
1: Beanie Babies it's would good. probably be better for the people. Probably. I think mean, <laughs> They can use it for insulation. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just, it kind of, at first I laughed about this, but then it kind of saddens me because they're making a mockery out of this country. They're not going to, like, these people need fucking food and shelter and infrastructure. Like, they don't need a, a defunct, soon to be defunct yeah. cryptocurrency that was just created three months ago. Like that?
0: How is that going to help this country? D- Dalt, Dalt still has his beanie baby collection. He's still <laughs> riding the beanie baby high. Um, I'm going to bring Dalt. Over here. Dalt, what's your uh, what's your take on Operation Phoenix and all this silliness with Gambia and
3: Safe Home? Yeah, it's one of those things where. <clears throat> As Lloyd, as Lloyd said, when you have uh, record low interest rates, you do get these really, really speculative bubbles. Um, you know, they got Pokemon cards going for almost six, six figures now if you have a really, really mint first edition Charizard. Um, again, Safe Moon, complete foolishness. Uh, you couldn't, like, there's, what, a million Safe Moon for every person that's on this planet or something like that. So maybe it's even more, it's, it's bloody re- ridiculous. It's not going to do anything in Gambia because again, when people like look at these headlines, I hate to say it, but the majority of, 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 of people that, that drive, um, that drive these, these bubbles just have no clue of life finance or savings or anything whatsoever. So the Gambia, the Gambian, um, Delisi or whatever it's called is not is not traded on any on any world market like you you literally cannot get that currency anywhere outside of Gambia uh, so If you have a crypto a crypto exchange firm go in there For for one nobody is taking any clients from Central Africa But okay, let's assume that they did go go in there. They would have to exchange Gambian dollars for safe for safe moon somehow somehow in order for them to get in the market say they're going to get into um binance coins or whatever and then pancake swap from binance coins into safemoon you still got to get the binance coin point first which means somebody still finance kraken whoever it be has to get in there and get gambian dollars um but the, the the problem is is nobody's going to do that because they're not going to be able to do a damn thing with that currency unless they're going to land in gambia And exchange it so what do they do with that currency so no person in Gambia is really going to have safe moon at all unless they give it away for for free that's a whole nother conversation that just nobody thinks about everybody just thinks, "Oh yeah you can you can just uh, if you're in Central Africa just you know sign up on Kraken or Binance no no you can't nobody is taking that risk Um, central and Western Africa are known for a high amount of money laundering and scams nobody is getting into that Nobody's taken on that face Safe Moon can talk all they want, but they're not getting behind um, holding those that Gambian currency e- either. So, will anybody in Gambia ever hold it? I don't. I don't think so. Um, unless they give it away for for free. And I guess when you have hundreds and hundreds of trillions of these coins, I guess you will start giving it away for free to the 19% of the population that actually has internet.
1: Makes can sense. I, can I just add something?
3: Certainly, always.
1: A lot of people like to talk about how it's a deflationary coin and it's going to be great because it's a deflationary coin. Well, what what good is a deflationary coin that you can't do anything with? What does it matter if it's deflated? And what does that even mean? It's deflated. What? You're burning coins off to limit the supply. But who cares? There's no demand for this. So what good is having a deflationary coin in a country, especially in a country that is already in poverty. So it's just it's it's just such a a ridiculous buzzword buzzwords and talking points that people get scammed into believing and then they pass these talking points around to people to make themselves sound smart, but they don't even understand what it means.
3: Exactly.
2: Everyone just looking for a quick buck. Let's be honest. That's all it is.
0: It's true. And uh, someone's actually taking it into their own hands. Uh, the group Anonymous is actually going after Elon Musk. Uh, Tony, you brought this up uh, in our chat, how they're going after him for market manipulation, but not just in you know, the, what the SEC, SEC has gone after him for, but specifically in the crypto world and pretty much making millions lose hundreds, if not thousands of dollars from his crypto tweets. Uh, you want to go a little more in on that? So
1: I think it all started when he he started his tweets about Dogecoin all the time. He's pumping up Dogecoin, Dogecoin to the moon. And then he went on Saturday Night Live and he called it a hustle. And then Dogecoin lost like 30 or 40% of its value after that Saturday Night Live skit. And everybody was expecting it to go up after Saturday Saturday Night Live. So I think the market is... um, proactive rather than uh, reactive sometimes where people were expecting the SNL skit. So there was a lot of buying up until that skit. And then right at that night, people were
3: like, alright. Uh, uh, the, the pizza!
0: What's
3: that?
2: <laughs> He's not on mute. He muted himself. Oh.
1: <laughs> so anyways, the Dogecoin stuff and then the thing that really pissed people off was when he decided to tweet that Tesla is no longer accepting Bitcoin as a payment because of electric, uh environmental issues because it takes too much electricity to mine, which they already knew that. I mean, that was common knowledge to tell me that he didn't know that ahead of time is ridiculous. I think they just Tesla realized that, hey, if we keep selling cars with Bitcoin or we allow Bitcoin purchases, Bitcoin fluctuates so much. Everybody- we sell a car for 10,000 Bitcoin, that Bitcoin can go down to 5,000 and now we just lost half our value. So it just, it made no sense to begin with, especially something that expensive to buy it with Bitcoin when Bitcoin is fluctuating constantly. So, and then he went out and he, he tweeted that, he sent out all these cryptic tweets saying like, you know, with a broken heart emoji saying, oh, sorry, Bitcoin, maybe it's not meant to be. And uh, he insinuated that Tesla got rid of all of their Bitcoin. You know they got rid of their entire position of bitcoin and then that pissed a lot of people off and it caused bitcoin to drop 50 percent. like bitcoin is down huge right now uh so and that's concerning because they have a lot of it's hard to when you're at thirty thousand dollars it's hard to get up to sixty thousand it's not it's a big jump to go to gain fifty percent value like that so I don't know. It just it pissed a lot of people off, and a lot of retail investors are getting tired of his tweets. Where every day he's tweeting something and constantly manipulating the market. He's doing with stocks too. He's doing with Etsy. He's been doing it with Tesla stock. He got fined by the SEC and suspended for a year back in 2018, I think. So yeah, that's kind of the background. And then Anonymous went after him, and people are getting tired of his games. At first, it was cool and funny, and He's so hip and he's into the trends and he's, he's on our side and now he's not on your side anymore. So,
2: thing is, Elon's an engineer. Like, he's he's a CEO. of Tesla. Obviously, he's he's an entrepreneur, but he but he's he's an engineer. He's not an investing dude. Um, he's really clever, but the <laughs> he's he's no different to um, so Wall Street bets guy, the main dude, Cat, what's his name?
0: Well, we have trade trader who's one of the wall street bets people but yeah the guy who went in front of congress
2: yeah and
0: manipulating he's yeah so i forget of, his
2: yeah and he, oh, he yeah. said you know yeah yeah we love the stock we love the stock we love the stock that was for gme stock and it that he was just tweet he was just giving his idea about what he liked about a stock now you're allowed to do that that's not a violation <laughs> that's not market manipulation. say i love the stock every time warren buffett Says I don't like that stock, or or I'm selling this. The whole market corrects on that news too, because it's public information. So whenever Elon actually tweets to the public, that's public info. It's not any insider trading. It's not any. He's not trying to manipulate anything. I don't think he's just giving his opinion, and people listen to it, and they correct accordingly. The only reason he got stung by the SEC for the in 2018 was because he's the chairman of the actual company that he's talking. Like he's got inside information, so he's got to be a bit careful there. But crypto is unregulated. You can. You can manipulate the shit out of that and they can't do anything because no, it's not, it's not governed by the stock exchange. It's not, there's no pump and dump laws around that. So I think that's why people are just loving it so much because they can't, no one can really touch them for any, anything like that. It's so unregulated. Um, but I mean, what's happening with wall street bets and I'm sure that Dalton can touch on this too, but that I I think that's going to be illegal. Like I, I think what's happening there, uh, I know the kitty guy started to pump it up, but I think now it's pretty obvious that there's groups of people actually mid-day going mid-day after mid-day. the yeah. the short squeezes. Mid-day. Yeah, like they're literally attacking the the, the the short positions in stocks. And I I think that's a pretty strong case to be won there in terms of SEC regulation. I think that will happen, but I don't think crypto is going to get regulated. That well, I think it will get regulated. once it does, the fun's over. The music stops. Everyone turns into pumpkins. And uh, this whole thing just comes to a close, just like the dot com bubble in the 1999, you know, 2000. It just you know, got this, slammed.
1: Yeah. The thing that's scary about like what you said, the thing that's scary about crypto is it's down 50 percent. And you don't know if it's you don't know if it's undervalued or overvalued right now. Nobody can value crypto. There's no, nope. you can't put a price on it. It's no. it's unknown. There's no way too bad. And the people that say, oh, I read charts and this and that. It's all nonsense. You can't read charts to predict the future of
0: crypto. You know? so
1: Until no, uh, it's
0: tied to something, like, it, it's back to being bartering. Like, what is one hour of my time worth? What is one Bitcoin worth? Like, what are we going to associate it to? If it's going to decentralize fiat currency, then we still need to connect it. Like, is it going to equal one acorn like is that how we're going to do it or one hour of my time like how par-
2: we one dollar. Phil, have you heard, Phil have you heard of the uh the great bitcoin paradox no it, please and, and like it's
0: this. where
2: it's funny because you know it's where there's two two parts to it the first one is bitcoin is measured in the very currency that it's going to replace that's the that's the paradox like it's being measured in us dollar it's being measured in fiat and every time someone sells it they're going long fiat, so <laughs> I don't realize, right? They don't. And the other part of the paradox is that if the ideologists are like, yeah, it's going to be the main currency, I would pray if I held Bitcoin that it would never become a currency because if it does, it means all the volatility disappears, no one makes any money, and we actually start using Bitcoin for purchasing coffees. And if that happens, there is zero volatility, there is zero growth, everyone loses all their money because Bitcoin's going to get into like a dollar, and we're done. And and so you you gotta have one or the other, you know. If you want it, it so I, I don't think it's going to become a currency. I think it's going to stay as this really volatile gold, and uh, and I think it's done. I, I the Vink, the Winklevoss twins are the only ones saying ah, oh, it's going to go up. They have to do that because they own billions. <laughs> they're in trouble. yeah. They have to they have to the shit out of it because if they don't, they're going to get smashed. Mm-hmm. They. They say, look, it's probably got 10x left in it, which arguably could, they could be right. 10x because it's worth the whole Bitcoin um, market cap. I think is about 650 billion dollars. So if they go to 10x it, it's worth six trillion, right? Gold, I think uh, the whole monetary supply of the world at the moment is 40 trillion dollars in fiat. I think, right? And uh, and land, I think is like something relatively similar, 40 trillion roughly. So if you think about that, if Bitcoin goes up by a hundred X from here, it becomes worth more than all of the fiat currency in the world, the money supply, and all of the land of the earth value. It becomes worth more than that if it goes a hundred X. So how can
0: I- If I have Bitcoin, I could end up buying the world is what you're saying. Well,
2: if if it goes a (laughs) hundred X, (laughs) <laughs> like do you know what I mean like it, 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 it economically how can it how can it go 100x from here maybe 10x it's worth six trillion then but at that point we're done like it, it's not got legs in it like everyone thinks because if it did and repeated what it's done it would be worth more than all of the assets in the world combined total and that's not gonna happen
1: the other problem with Bitcoin is it's 36 thousand dollars a coin so it's like even if you throw a hundred dollars in it, what is that gonna be? It's nothing. It if it goes up to from thirty six thousand to to three hundred thousand, you're only gonna make what eight hundred bucks, thousand bucks with a hundred so and it's it's gonna take a long time to do that. So it's uh and a lot of people say like, Oh, the you you know, fiat money's backed by nothing too, the US is backed by nothing. Well, the U.S. has aircraft carriers, F 35 fighter jets, the strongest military in the world, nuclear weapons, seven hundred military bases around the world. So until Bitcoin has that, yeah, I don't know. Like,
3: so
2: yeah, you know, it's a rare, it's a rare thing. It's like basketball cards, right, or sports cards. It, it's it they're worth something based on what someone's prepared to pay for it the next day, purely based on its rarity, that the fact they're not producing anymore. And you could say the same for land. I mean, they're not producing any more land on Earth. So that is something very similar, but land has an actual functional use. You can farm it, create crop from it, get shelter. There's some elements of, you know, mm-hmm. functionality. Yeah, there's use there. Bitcoin said this, Bitcoin's going to go up
1: like three hundred
2: percent. Yeah, I know. Going to be like you idiots,
1: you don't know anything. Yeah. Look, the thing is, is, let's say it goes up
2: ten. Let's <laughs> say it goes up ten x, and the Winkle, Winklevoss twins are act. They're like, yep, and they picked it right. And the whole market cap of of Bitcoin's worth six trillion at that point realistically we're done because gold is probably like we're done there, there's no there's no scalable there's no more growth after that you, you know the story you is over
0: planets that's how we're measuring value what, yeah value. it's like yeah i own a planet that's
1: how that's rich I, I am. Yeah. well totally the other
2: it's thing ridiculous. is you
1: can't do shit. what can you do with bitcoin right now what can you buy with bitcoin like I, I see all these things online. You could buy a Subway sandwich. You can buy it. Where? I, I've been to Subway. I don't, I don't see them accepting Bitcoin. Like, where can you buy? What can you do with Bitcoin? You know, So we can, do have a question.
0: Uh, <laughs> a question. question. Regarding Bitcoin, actually, uh, John Esteem is asking if I purchase one Bitcoin, would it be a good investment? Um, I think I can pretty much speak for everybody here and say it's no. You know, it, it's you a know put it
3: into depends. something a bit more depends. valuable. Thank you. Listen, bring on Dalton.
0: No,
3: it depends. Um, it depends. Uh, one Bitcoin. So, what's that? 30,000. If your yeah. portfolio is over a million dollars, yeah, it's nothing for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Seriously, it's nothing. Um, yeah. it's less than 10% of whatever you have um and yeah if you want to if you want to speculate sure um when i sunk um roughly a thousand dollars into ether that was worth next to nothing of my port portfolio now if you combine my portfolio and that that ether balance counts for roughly 20 percent of my entire port portfolio but at the time when i when i put it on it was it, it was nothing so it was okay to pass under if you only have um or whatever Bitcoin is sitting at in US dollars. If you only have that amount, it doesn't make any sense to put it all into um, into Bitcoin. Uh, That doesn't make sense sense to me. And uh, just to chip in with what the guys were saying here about um, paying for stuff with Bitcoin. Again, the only people that are I've been in this I've been following Bitcoin, watching it since um, uh, 2011. And I've been invested in the cryptocurrency market since 2017 and i can tell you that the only the, the only people that think that you can pay for stuff with bitcoin are people that have never tried to move a bitcoin because once you do you realize once you have a hundred dollars worth of bitcoin and you try to move it and it costs you 20 dollars to move it you just wasted 20 percent of everything you had to pay for something you will not do that so again um it's exactly. you have to actually use the things and understand how these things work um before you can actually go and move stuff and if you want to pay for stuff with ether like until ethereum goes to 2, 2.0 and they go to um, proof of stake instead of proof of work ether transactions could be anywhere from 50 100 to a thousand dollars so nobody is going to move anything and pay for anything with that because you will lose almost everything that that you you have and that's kind of what drove um the major price increases in ethers that Gas fees became so high, people needed to buy ever more ether to add to their wallets in order to move it to an exchange. If they had it off the it, off the exchange, or if they wanted to transfer it to someone else, they had to increase that balance. Huge gas rate. fees. Everybody was buying in, buying in, and buying in. And that that's the problem. That's why these things are not ever going to be currencies because it just costs too much. Like you can fix Ethereum. Bitcoin is well on its way. There's nothing to be fixed. The parts of it that are fixed are called Bitcoin Cash with much lower transaction fees and it's much faster for confirming transactions. But nobody wants that because it's the one that makes the most sense. And the people that are investing aren't doing any research at all. I'm I'm sorry, I just have to say that they're not doing the research that they need to be doing to understand which cryptocurrencies have the most ability to be used as actual real currency. Bitcoin and Ether right now are not close. Yeah.
1: You know what you're going to do with crypto? You're going to sell it and convert it into fiat money, and that's what you're yep. going to do, because it doesn't yep. make sense to do anything else. Even putting it in a in a wallet, there's fees for that sometimes. So I don't know. It's like even just buying it and selling it, there's fees. Like if you use Coinbase, you can. I mean, I use Coinbase, and the the fees can be pretty hefty to just buy it, and then when you sell it, you have a fee. So, mm-hmm. and full disclosure, I do own some Bitcoin. I bought. I jumped on the train like. Six seven months ago, when it you're was heaven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turn code. yeah. And I'm kind Turn of code. oh, true. that's it. that hurts. That's why I'm upset at Elon Musk, and I want to talk about it Because <laughs> <laughs> I doubled my money, and I should have sold it, but I kept it. You got greedy. You know,
0: the greedy.
2: It's a I, trap, though. You can't win that. You can't win that. That dance. It that dance that you're talking about, Tony, is the one that it, until you experience it. Because it's all really easy. You think, oh, I'm just gonna sell it when it's high. No, don't. No, you hold on to it when it's high, and then you keep it when it's low too. And you just it's a never-ending, like, yeah, you know, cycle that you, just, you can't get out of. And uh, even if you win that, you want more of it. It's like a vampire that gets blood for the first. Ah, oh, give me more blood, you know. So they get addicted, and then that's what's, hey, what's happening with AMC. Yeah, totally,
1: Yeah, and
2: people yeah. are
1: playing dangerous games with these hedge funds, thinking that they're outsmarting hedge funds. The hedge funds are not stupid. They're gonna adapt their strategies they're putting in call options they're
0: making They super computers doing this stuff like they can outsmart us all um we are coming to an end so we're going to start wrapping up tony let them know where they can find you how they can listen to your docile tones on another podcast and uh you know (laughs) learn how to be a proper investor a different type of investor um
1: Stock Rose Podcast. I'll put the link in there. And obviously, you can find me on this uh, this wonderful Facebook group. You can find all of us on this, So,
0: Yes, that's right. Alright, we're going to remove you and go to Dalt. Dalt, where can we find you? How can we uh, read more about your uh, your strategies and that?
3: As always, I'm always posting on the blog. So the BantingCourtCapital.com slash blog. I posted my latest article that I wrote today in the group about how to use um, my trading algorithm, and how to apply what you're seeing um, to trading options and making stock purchases in the market. And of course, I'm also on Instagram, at Rizmay Life, R-I-S-M-A-Y-L-I-F-E, and I do um, lots of investing content throughout the week and live videos every Saturday, so check me out there.
0: Excellent, and of course, the money millionaire mentor himself lloyd ross where can we listen to your docile tones and uh, learn more about you
2: (laughs) you can go to um you hit me up on instagram it's at lloyd james ross and uh the podcast money grows on trees is the podcast it's on apple podcast spotify money grows on trees so yeah download subscribe leave us a review
0: (laughs) there we go Awesome. And I am, of course, Phil Bennett, the podcast mogul himself. This is Stock Dirty to Us, uh, Stock Dirty to Me, sorry, Uh, a podcast for people learning about investing in the real time starting out. We want to thank you so much for uh, watching and being a subscriber and wish you all a great day.